Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a uh, good couple of weeks out there. Took a little bit of break, not much happening. Of course, the All-Star game. We took our own all-star break, and now we are closing in on the trade deadline. It's less than a week away, and looking forward to see what the Mets are capable of doing in that regard. Of course, the big news is now that they are looking to trade Noah Syndergaard and extending uh, Zach Wheeler. Either way, it's uh, a good deal, but they seem to think that they will get more in a trade for Syndergaard than they would for Wheeler. Syndergaard is still under control for the next uh, two years, and uh, I think I think uh, they're right in their thinking, simply, that uh, there'll be more teams interested in Syndergaard than Wheeler, who becomes a free agent at the end of the year. So... What are your thoughts about it? They need a decent package. It must They must get bowled over by a package to make that deal. Now, a lot of people out there would say, why not just keep both of them? Well, we've seen that act, and it hasn't made this team any better, has it? It really hasn't. They've had Syndergaard. They've had Wheeler. They've had DeGrom. Sometimes you need to shake it up a little bit. Maybe by removing Syndergaard from the equation, you give a guy like Lockett or Seth Lugo gets moved back into the rotation or both uh, get put into the rotation and maybe it shakes things up a little bit and, you know, uh, will shake up the bullpen as well at this point. So they, they have to move other people in and around and, Maybe you have to change different roles and see what uh, who could fit in the best places and uh, not stick to this closer, setup man, seventh inning guy, sixth inning guy. I don't know what a crap that is. Just mix it up and see. Put your closer in the fifth or sixth inning if your guy's struggling. Put your eighth inning guy closing. 
though the Mets eighth inning guy, uh, Familia, would not want to put him in closing. I don't even want to put him in the first inning. Or maybe put him in the first inning, make him uh, the opener for a couple of games. Maybe the Mets have to try that strategy for a change of pace. Something has to be done. Team is playing better. It's hitting better. It's pitching a little better. The starting pitching has been better. But still, it's still a struggle in the bullpen. Uh, they send shivers up your spine when they have to go to the bullpen. And they've been getting some decent work out of Avalon and uh, Wilson. Seth Lugo, of course, has been pretty good all year. Uh, Gizelman is up and down. Diaz. Uh He's gotten a few saves, but it's still a struggle. It's still, uh, you know, nervousness whenever he comes in. Familia, forget. <laughs> forget. There's, there's, he's either got to be hurt or he's a complete mental case because he's awful. And how a guy could lose it so much in a period of six to eight months or a year is amazing at his age he's not that old but he is just plain awful and they should be looking for a way to buy out that contract cheap uh and and just get rid of him same thing with lowry i mean you know what this is ridiculous this guy hasn't played uh, he, he played what a couple of times in spring training maybe an inning and played one rehab game and wore an inning in that and got hurt again and we're paying him 10 million this year and 10 million next year boy i think you pay him for this year and you give him half of next year and tell him we're buying you know bye bye and hopefully he would agree with it so the union don't get ticked off but that's ridiculous uh i wish there was a way they could go and get the whole contract voided out I know they probably have insurance on it. They're probably going to get money for it anyway. But still, I mean, it's it's really ridiculous situation when you think about it that this guy gets signed, he gets hurt in spring training, and then you don't see hide or hair of him. He, he, he gets hurt again in a in a rehab assignment. Um. So, wow. I I mean. Uh, total bust and and you know you got to look at Brody Van Wagenen's record here since he's come over and it's been less than stellar I mean really every move you know there's not one other than the Davis move maybe bringing in JD Davis yeah okay still not a great move but it was an okay move he's played okay he's a butcher in the field uh He's a terrible fielder, but he's been hitting. He's a DH playing in the wrong league. And the Mets have a lot of those guys. They have a lot of DHs without a position playing in the National League. And and they should be moving those type of guys to the American League. But besides that, uh, you know, look at everything else Van Wagenen's done. The Diaz... Cano trade is a disaster so far. I know, I know. Cano has had a couple of good games since the All-Star break and blah, blah, blah. But a couple of games does not make a season. 
And is this is what we're going to see now? He's going to have a poor first half and finish solid in the second half after they're out of the race? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, signing Wilson Ramos. He's terrible defensively. Awful catcher. He's hitting a little bit. But you know what? Nobody wants to throw to him. Syndergaard doesn't want to throw to him. DeGrom doesn't want to throw to him. They all want to throw to Nito. So, I mean, you know, that 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 speaks volumes when they'd rather speak to, you know, throw to a guy that's uh just came up really his first full complete year. And they don't want to, tr- you know, to the to the uh the established catcher. They don't want to throw to him. And as I say that, he hits a home run to put the Mets ahead six to three as uh the uh, game progresses. Uh, Alonzo hit a number 34, I think, tonight. Uh, he hit a home run, too. So uh, Mets up is that. But, uh, you know, they, they, they should be looking to trade Ramos as well. Uh, well, as Vargas, whatever you can get and start fresh and go young, go younger. There's some good guys in the system, and there may be some guys ready next year. You saw a little bit of Walker Lockett. He, well, he wasn't bad. Not bad. Some scouts think he could be a major surprise next year. So he's 25. Maybe you slide him into the rotation. There's a chance Anthony K might be ready next year. Though I think he would start next season. Hard to say. You don't know what he's going to do in spring training. But I think he would start the season at least in uh, Syracuse. And then come up in uh, you know May or June or July. Depending upon what they need. But with a good spring. He could be like Alonzo. would make the team and start in the rotation. So there are some options and there are some options further down we'll talk about later on but uh i think the mets have to be sellers i i would try to move Syndergaard if the right package comes about i would move edwin diaz in a package teams are going to need closers maybe if he got back to a smaller market He'd be a better pitcher. I don't know. I think he's got the heebie-jeebies from New York. And by the way, speaking of Diaz, he was taken out of Thursday's game in the ninth inning after taking a line drive off his left foot. X-rays taken after the game came back negative, so he's fine. We'll see. uh you know, he'll probably try to get him in a couple of more games, hopefully before the trading deadline, and, and try to move him as well. Now, I know what you're going to say. If you move Diaz, who's going to be your closer? But let's be honest. It doesn't matter at this point. I mean, really, does it matter? Maybe Familia would be better back in that spot. Who knows? Gizelman did some closing. Maybe you could stick him in there for some games. Lugo closed some games. Maybe use him. Maybe use one of the other guys. Pounder. You could bring him back. 
Um, uh, some of these the guys, uh, Jacob Rain, maybe. I uh, can't think of uh, the other guy. Another guy's got his name is on my mind, and I can't think of it right now. Who's pitched pretty well? Oh, Bachelor. Tyler Bachelor. Yeah, try him maybe. Maybe he'd be okay in that spot. You got to try these guys and see. It's time to start experimenting. People talk about getting in. They're only six, seven, eight, whatever it is, out of their wild card. Forget it. It's too many teams to climb. And and even if they made it to the wild card, ask yourself this question. Are they good enough to compete, really? And be honest. Are they, is this team, as built right now, good enough to go up against the Dodgers or the Astros or the Yankees or even the Braves? I think if you sit and you think about it, your answer is going to be no. Could they get hot and beat him in a in a, a four game series? Sure. But the bottom line is, the farther you go, the tougher it gets, and they're not good enough. Well, sorry, it's it's the truth. So they have to do something. They have to shake it up. Training synagogue would definitely shake up things. And again, the package has to be right. It has to be something that's going to help you either next year and a year or two down the road. It's the only way it'll work. All right, let's take a break, and I'll be back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone 
Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings. Okay, and we're back in time to take a look Down on the farm, and uh, one of the things we noticed that Walker Lockett was optioned back to Syracuse with Zach Wheeler, uh, activated after coming off the seven-day injured list to make the start tonight. And uh, so he went back to Syracuse, but people are uh, high on him. And the Mets have announced they have released left-handed pitcher P.J. Conlin. Conlon said he had personally requested to be released, and the Mets honored his request. Now, if you remember, Conlon was from Ireland and made quite a splash. Uh, but when he got called up, I, you know, I don't think he got a real fair enough shot. I mean, they called him up from double A, I think, and he was definitely overmatched at that point. But, you know, uh, I guess you get your chance. You got to try to make the best of it. And in other Mets minor league news, Ryder Ryan and Tyler Magel have been activated off the temporary inactive list. The Mets also released right-handed pitcher UD Cologne. Right-handed pitcher Jace Beck has been assigned to the GCL Mets. And left-handed pitcher Alec Casina has been promoted for, from Columbia to St. Lucie. And some of the top prospects are starting to deliver as, uh, uh, let's see, Simeon Woods Richardson was promoted to St. Lucie. So he's having a a nice year in uh, A-Ball Columbia and got rewarded. He was also named player of the league or, or one of MLB Pipeline's top performers, along with Thomas Zapucky. And uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, as I said. So, uh, Simeon Woods Richardson having another impressive start. Anthony Kay having, uh, getting it together after struggling for a little bit over the last couple of uh, weeks since getting promoted to Syracuse. Went to the uh, Cyclones game, and the Cyclones are having a pretty good year this year. And some guys to watch... On the Cyclones are Antoine Duplantis uh, and outfielder, left-handed hitting outfielder. Got two or three hits that night that I was there. Next night, got another one or two hits. So uh, he's uh, looks like he's got a pretty good bat, pretty good speed. Uh, looks like he's pretty decent defensively as well. And God knows the Mets need some outfielders in this system to come up. Because you look at Syracuse, there's nobody. So hopefully there's something at Binghamton and Columbia and uh, St. Lucie. And uh, definitely Brooklyn's got a couple of good ones down there. Uh, Luke Ritter looked pretty good, too. A slick fielding second baseman. 
Um, Joe Genoid, another, uh, almost an Alonzo clone. Kind of looks like him a little bit. Big guy, first baseman, uh, power hitter. Uh, he looks like he's pretty good as well. And they called up a guy to play third, uh, Jose Perzover, I think his name was. And his first at bat, he hit a home run <laughs> for the Cyclones. So pretty good, uh, pretty good initiation into the New York Penn League. But, um, Get out to a Cyclones game. There's some good talent out there. And Edgardo Alfonso's got them playing very well. First inning against the Tri-City Valley Cats. They scored five runs the game I was at Wednesday night. And uh, did it with, I think, one hit. It was a walk, hits batsman, a couple of wild strikeouts with wild that the catcher couldn't catch. Pass balls, uh, the hustle the first. Had him stealing bases, stealing second. I think that day they had that game was like six or seven stolen bases for the Cyclones. So they were running on the Tri-City Valley Cats catchers and doing a great job. And and, uh, sacrifice bunt and bam, bam, bam. All of a sudden it was 5-0. And uh, they won the game 9-2. So really entertaining. So uh, go out to a Cyclones game. It's a little bit cheaper. They have uh, $10 on Wednesday nights for any seat, so go check that out. That's why we went. All right, I think uh, that's going to be it now until after the trading deadline, so the uh, roster could be completely different the next time we talk. As Syndergaard could be gone, Vargas could be gone, Ramos could be gone, Diaz could be gone, Frazier, Todd Frazier, another one whose name keeps coming up on trades. Uh, Don't know if there's much call for it, but that's one of the pieces that everybody says they have to trade. So he could be gone as well. Let's see, who else uh, are they talking about? Uh, Geez, I'd love to move Cano. Maybe this hot streak. Somebody will get desperate enough and willing to take his contract. Or as I said before, take a big contract back that, that may be more beneficial to you in the long run than uh, his contract. But um, we'll see what happens next week. It's all going to happen 31st at 4 p.m. is the trade deadline. And remember, that's it. It's a hard deadline this year. There is no waiver deals going to take place after July 31st. All trading must be set by July by next Wednesday, July 31st. That's it. That's it. So no more waiver deals. Only non-waiver deals uh, this year. New rule going in effect. So we'll, we will know the uh, structure of uh, the team going through the rest of the way and have an idea going into next year. Um, you know, uh, there's talk about making Rosario a, a short a center fielder. Do you do that now? Do you wait until spring training? I say if you do trade some of the pitchers and you start to struggle Move them. What do you get to lose at this point? Let him get some action out there, and then really you can really educate him in uh, spring training. But at least he'll have an idea, and he'll make a lot of mistakes. But you're you'll be expecting it now, and uh, we'll see. He's definitely hitting now, 
and he's got the speed for center field, I think. My big question is whether he has the instinct to get a good break on the ball. It's not all about speed all the time. If you have the speed, it does help because you can outrun your mistakes. If you get a bad break, but you're super fast, you can, you know, like a Billy Hamilton, uh, you can you can outrun the ball. You can make up for the mistake that you get on a break of the ball. But, you know, there were plenty of outfielders that were very slow runners that were terrific outfielders, so who knows. All right, but let's wrap it up for this week's show. I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast this week, and I uh, don't think, I hope that you'll go and uh, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast or watch it. Uh, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, again, wherever you listen or watch the podcast, hit that subscribe button. It helps me grow the show and expand the listeners. And remember, until next time, when we'll have a better idea of the construction of the New York Mets team. Keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. See you then, everybody. <laughs>